Hello, Rookie Gang. I'm your host, Lauren Lapid, a 22-year-old from the suburbs of Southern California, a recent college graduate, and now a fresh New Yorker trying to adult in this crazy post-college life. You're listening to Rookies in the Real World, and in today's episode, we are joined by Raquel Phillips, co-founder of Catch, as we discuss what it takes to start your own business out of college. It's Rookies in the Real World, with Lauren Lapid as your host. It's time for Real Talk on Becoming an Adult. So for many of us new grads and college students alike, it's really easy to feel like a fish out of water in corporate America, and maybe it's because you don't connect with the industry you're currently working in or the mission statement of the company you work for, or maybe you have this big idea that has yet to be realized, a white space that you want to fill. So today we are going to talk all about what it takes to start your own business in your 20s. It's scary, it's bold, and it is indeed a risk, but it is absolutely thrilling. And we are joined today by Raquel Phillips, co-founder and COO of Catch, the new interactive personal e-commerce site that brings fashion directly to your phone. So first, I want to start by saying that Raquel only graduated three years ago, so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast since her experience is really present and relevant for all of us. Raquel is the detail-oriented and operations expert from her education at Babson as an entrepreneurial leader. She founded a company and a student org while at Babson and was the president of her sorority, Kai Omega. Shout out, Kayo. I was also at Kayo in college, so that's fun. <laughs> After graduating in 2017, with both her bachelor's degree and master's in accounting, Raquel joined the technology audit department of one of the top public accounting firms in the world and worked with various Fortune 500 clients. So everybody meet Raquel. <laughs> Thank you. That was such a lovely introduction. Of course. You are so accomplished. I'm like, wow, what am I doing with my life? But... Oh, oh, no. You're accomplished, too, with this podcast oh, and everything. Gosh. Don't say yourself you. short. But... I guess to start, a little bit of an icebreaker, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you always want to start your own business? Not at all. I would say my dream career changed probably every year growing up. It varied from wanting to be an astronaut and working for NASA to wanting to be an architect at one point. At one point, I did want to be a fashion designer, which kind of aligns with Catch. Um, Right before college, I thought about engineering because of my love for math. And then I ended up in accounting. So pretty much went (laughs) around the block with career choices. Totally. But I feel like all of those experiences like kind of lends itself to where you are now. So that is awesome. But okay. So to begin, I figured we can talk a little pre-Catch first. Well, tell me about your career goals in college. And like you mentioned, you didn't want to start your own business right away. So I guess, how did you get to start your own business with your sister? Yeah, so in college, I would say, because going into school, I really didn't know what I wanted Mm -hmm. to be doing. I wanted to get as much diverse experience as I could from different courses, from different internship positions, from extracurricular activities. I didn't want to silo myself into 
one specific career path or Mm -hmm. one expertise. I wanted to leave it open so that I had many options. Totally. Um, Which is also how I ended up at Sabson, which is a business school. Mm -hmm. Within business, you can go into many different fields and do many different things. So because I was indecisive, I thought that was a a pretty smart, smart move. Definitely. yeah, and I, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to start my own business, which is also kind of funny because I went to a top entrepreneurship school and mm-hmm. many business owners come out of that school. Um, I, I ended up going into public accounting and working for PwC because it was safe. I, I loved accounting. I loved math and numbers. Yeah. So that's kind of how that originally started and how my, my first career path started. Definitely. Very cool. And PwC is such a great company. It is. It was a good place to start. So I have got to ask, since I was also a Chi Omega, how do you think being in a sorority benefited your professional growth in college, especially given you were president, right? Yes, I was. Honestly, it's a lot of work. Being in a sorority, <laughs> oh boy, it was a lot of work. Managing an executive board and like 80 female college students was not easy but it was honestly like the best experience that I could have had just gaining that leadership experience was especially very relevant now that I'm leading a company yeah um yeah it just it it set myself up well and it brought me through a lot of struggles that you'll experience Mm -hmm. being a leader you know especially when you're leading people that you're also friends with it's a mm-hmm. fine line to walk so it definitely just helped me strengthen my leadership and and management skills in your press kit on and on your website it was mentioned that you founded a company and a student org while at babson so i'd love to hear a little bit about that yeah so part of babson's curriculum is you go through a class your first year it's called foundations of management and entrepreneurship and you basically team up with, I think it was 20 other students and start oh. a company. Wow. So uh, it was. They really, really like push you into the deep end. <laughs> they literally just push you in and make you figure it out. Um, it was a great experience. Our company was called Babotize. We were basically a, a marketing company for local businesses oh, in the that's area. So. Cool. so yeah, Babson was situated right outside of Boston, but far enough outside of Boston in a small town that people weren't going into the city that often. So mm-hmm. we went out to a bunch of local restaurants, local companies, um, and basically we offered to be the bridge between those companies and college students because we knew what the right messaging for students on campus would be for those local businesses. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, it was it was great learning experience. We did not even come close to breaking even, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all a learning experience. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then I founded a student organization called Babson Superfan, mm-hmm. which Babson being a really, really great business school, it, it also does, it did have a lot of strong athletes um, and it had a strong uh, sporting presence, but there was no really school spirit going on. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of that is we didn't have a football team. So I feel like a lot of 
I know exactly what you mean. My school didn't yeah, have one right? either. <laughs> kinda, yeah, right. And it's like when you think of school spirit with athletics, it's tailgates for, for yep. the big football game, mm-hmm. homecoming. We didn't have that, but we had a great basketball team. We had a yeah. great soccer team. So I still wanted to have some kind of college experience like that. Mm-hmm. So I founded Babson Superfan, which basically we created some fun swag and we basically just got groups of students together to be a fan section at, at Sporting Events. That's awesome. It was super fun. And I'm sure yeah, like the it university was, it was appreciated it. They loved it. Yeah. They were, they were willing to give me money to of get course. it up and going. Yes. Because they were, yeah, they were like, we need students at our sporting events. So oh my gosh. yeah, I it, love was, that. it was very cool. Moving on to catch. Tell us, Tell us about the company. What are you guys? I know what it's about, but our listeners might not. So give us like your elevator pitch. Yeah, I'll start high level from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So Catch was founded by myself and my older sister, Nicole. Mm -hmm. And we are actually two of five girls. So oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It it was a fun time. Yeah. But so growing up with so many girls, we were always sharing and borrowing clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm the baby of the family. So I was always receiving hand-me-downs. And I always dreamt of the day that I would have a great job, have money to shop, be able to buy my own clothes. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to me working in New York City at PwC after school, I was making good money. Mm-hmm. But once again, I was going to my sister and my friends to borrow clothes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and her to me as well. And we looked at each other one day and said, what's going on? We're both young professionals. We have money. Why aren't we shopping? And we both were facing the same frustration with yeah. online shopping. It's overwhelming. takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there. It's just, it was exhausting. So we came up with this idea for Catch, which mm-hmm. is basically a personal shopping experience via text. So rather than going to your five favorite sites and having to sift through the thousands of products that live on each of those sites, you sign up for Catch, you um, answer a quick style quiz, and we go out and browse for you. We eliminate all the options that don't match your style, and we send you weekly batches of products that we think you'll love. So it's really just a easy simplified shopping experience and our user our our users are able to interact with each product to give us even more insights on their mm-hmm. style so that each time we send you recommendations they should be better than than the last ones we sent you oh my gosh i love that because i know i like definitely don't shop a lot but when i do it does take a lot of time and i'm so finicky yes. about like sizing and like will this actually look good on me and yeah you're completely right I feel like it takes forever and then especially like being a young professional and like working we need to have like a solid wardrobe to go to work and look professional and to like be a boss in so that is awesome that totally resonates with me so whose idea was it your idea was it your sister's it was Nicole's idea my sister's so a little bit about her background. She 
is, was an attorney for many years. Mm-hmm. She went back to law school to get a degree in fashion law, which is a thing. Wow. I didn't know it either. <laughs> um, so she was working for many retail and fashion clients. And just from being so involved with the mm-hmm. industry, she kind of saw that this problem, there's other solutions yeah. out there trying to combat it, but she saw um basically an opportunity for for us to come in and for a product like catch so she came to me just because i have that general business Mm -hmm. experience from babson to kind of really just help develop the idea and then i fell in love with the idea and decided to quit and join her full-time oh i absolutely love that and i will say like I have tried a few subscription boxes and I just like, like after the first month, I never continue. And I feel like, especially in New York city, trying to mail things is so hard. Just like the simple act of going to UPS or USPS or like having to go to different drop-off points. It's, it's never convenient. And again, with like the whole like sizing and like not necessarily my style and then the fees it just it never seemed like worth it to me so I think this is genius yeah you guys are really onto something yes, here. <laughs> thank you yeah we we thought the same thing there's so many like nitpicky things about subscription boxes that mm-hmm. we were like let's just take those out and yeah the business will be much better so here we are love that I'm gonna be honest, I know nothing about starting your own business. So run me through like the top three hurdles or just even more generally, the top three things, I guess, that surprised you the most about this whole process. Yeah, I even going to a business school, I had no idea what it took to start a business either until you actually do it. Mm -hmm. Um, First, I will say there is a lot of legal and admin work involved Mm -hmm in getting a business up and running from just incorporating that can take many weeks and there's a lot of extensive fees involved luckily my sister does have the legal background so amazing i'm very thankful for that um but yeah it's just a good thing to be aware of um second i would say oh yeah so the legal admin tasks that are required to get up and running they are very expensive. So I I feel like a lot of people generally know Mm -hmm. that startup costs can be expensive. But when I started, I I thought that would be development or operational costs. Mm -hmm. But no, half of the money that it took to get up and running was really just going to legal stuff, admin stuff, making making Mm -hmm. our business official, incorporating. So yeah, that's like the not pretty stuff about starting a business that no one really thinks of or tells Definitely. you about. Yeah, you don't see that so in the movies. Here I am <laughs> you absolutely do not. A lot of paperwork that goes that goes mm-hmm. into it. Um, and then, yeah, the third thing that has been really surprising and that I'm still learning about is there are tons and tons of ways to fund a new business. Mm-hmm. So when we first started this process, I was really only aware of venture capital and I wasn't even that familiar with it. Mm -hmm. But when you think of a startup, I feel like that's what I thought of capital VC money. Yeah. It's like this sexy term that you're like, Oh, this company just raised a series a, I don't know what that means, but they got $50 million and you think, okay, if I start a business, I'm going to have to go out and raise all this money. But realistically, 
well, one, for a female founder, mm. only 2% of venture capital goes to female-founded businesses. That's crazy. So from the start, it's really just not common for a female founder to get venture capital money, which stinks. And there's a lot of issues with that mm -hmm. that we don't have to discuss today. But there's a lot of other ways to fund um, a business, which I'm learning now. There's crowdfunding campaigns. There's obviously you can bootstrap and, and start it with your own money. Um, there's a lot of grants that are involved. So that's been a, a big learning process as well. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy that only 2% of VC funding went to female businesses. Like, yeah, wow, that's so disappointing. But another hurdle that you and your sister went through, which is amazing. So I guess what source of funding did you and your sister rely on the most? Yeah. So we've gone down a couple routes. So for a while, it was our own personal savings. Mm -hmm. We were bootstrapping is, is yeah. that term we got a small investment from a family member so friends and family money is also totally. um, a big one that people mm -hmm. um, rely on and then we ran a crowdfunding campaign through a platform called i fund woman which is basically kickstarter but for female oh businesses. my gosh so, wait i love that that's amazing yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I've discovered a lot of really cool businesses from just stalking that platform. It's what I like to do in my free time. But yeah, so that's kind of how we've been that's chugging along. Awesome. We kind of touched on this, but how much work really did it take to get up and running? And like, what were some of your highs and some of your lows? Yeah, it takes a lot of work. We're uh, over a year in and we're still getting up and running, yeah. quote unquote, I would say. Um, so definitely a ton of work and it never really stops. Um, I would say a general high has been how much I've learned throughout the process. Mm -hmm. I think um, being the founder of a company you get to wear pretty much every hat in the book. Yeah. My title has changed from CFO to COO, which now means I basically touch every part of the mm -hmm. business. I'm teaching myself marketing. I'm teaching myself press. I'm teaching myself trying development. Like it's crazy how yeah, much wow. you learn on the day to day and you, you never really know what's, what's going to happen. Um, so that's, that's been really great because in my, job prior to this, you know, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was mm -hmm. learning. Um, and it, it just definitely wasn't as vast as what I'm experiencing now. But that also brings me to the biggest low, I would say, has mm -hmm. been the uncertainty of everything. Yeah. So prior to this, I had a comfortable paying job. I knew mm -hmm. My paychecks were coming every two weeks. I could tell you what the next year, five years looked yeah. like. It was nice and stable. Now I can't tell you what's going to happen next month because with a startup, especially as early as we are, you never really know. Um, so it's definitely scary. And yeah. the uncertainty is it's daunting sometimes, but that is also the thrill of it too, is that things can change at any moment. And you just have to be able and willing to adapt and innovate when stuff comes up. 
Totally. That kind of brings you to the next part, which is moving forward. What are you most excited for? Great question. So many things. I would say something that we've been focusing on a lot and that we're going to continue doing is growing our team. So even a couple months ago, it was just my sister and I. Mm -hmm. And over the past few months, we've brought on some really awesome team members from technical team members to marketing team members to some stylists. Mm -hmm. And I just love interviewing these people. And I can see in their eyes or in their voice that when we tell them about Patch and they resonate and they understand what we're doing and they feel passionate about the idea. I like, I love that. It gives me this high. So I'm excited to continue to grow our team and wearing many hats has been great and it's taught me a lot but I'm also excited to now delegate people who are way better at all of this stuff so looking forward to that so I imagine that a lot of people you know kind of in our age range that are looking to start a business would probably be in kind of the same boat whether they're starting it with a direct relative like their sister or even, you know, like a friend or a colleague. So how have your, you and your sister kind of like navigated your own personal relationship with work? Because I imagine there's a lot of stress involved and a lot of decision-making. So how has your relationship evolved and kind of like what tips do you have to maintain that healthy relationship? Yeah, our relationship has, she's, I talked to her probably 23 hours of the day. So we were close before this, but there's no closer you get than with the co-founder of a company. Um, I feel like, you know, a question that we get all the time is, how is it working with your sister? And then people look at us and then they're like, what is it really like? Because they're expecting us to like put on a show. But I will say it's, it's been really great. You know, we obviously have a very strong personal relationship and I think that's just made our professional relationship even stronger as well. Another great thing is when things come up in the business that we disagree on or when we hit obstacles, Mm -hmm. because we're sisters and I've known her for 25 years, we can kind of just face those problems headstrong right on and talk through them and move move forward with a co-founder who maybe wasn't a relative you maybe don't want to hurt feelings or you don't know you know what their leadership style is or what their communication Mm -hmm. style is which I'm sure you know if if my co-founder was not my sister I would learn that it might Mm -hmm. take a few years for me to really learn that but I mean I feel like we just set up that whole process so it's been it's been good I would see I would say top tips is communication is key mm-hmm. I feel like this is advice you can give in, in many yeah. scenarios <laughs> but it's super true like if you know if you're feeling a certain type of way and rather than holding it in and waiting for things to blow yeah. up just just communicate you know, you, you psych yourself out thinking or worrying what the other person might say, but communicating is, is really important. That is awesome. I'm so glad you and your sister are like stronger than ever. At the end of the day, like your family, you know, and like family will yeah. always come first. So that's really sweet. Absolutely. 
So moving back kind of to Catch, how do you plan on growing Catch's user base? Great question. Marketing efforts mm-hmm. have definitely shifted in the past month or two since the pandemic has yeah. hit. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, it's been a tricky, just tricky place to navigate. Prior to the pandemic, um, my sister and I were attending a lot of conferences, sponsoring events, really getting our faces cool. out there yeah. and talking to our consumers, which was amazing. And we we found that the best conversions came when we were face to face with people and telling them our story. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes, I get that. I'm signing up right now. Unfortunately, no one is doing anything yeah. in person or face to face right now. So we're really finding ways to still be in quotes face to face but virtually so one thing that we're exploring is getting our story out through press so like Mm -hmm. podcasts like this one um any any channel that we can share our story and hopefully our users will resonate with that we're definitely looking into that um we're also spending a lot of this time doing testing and research on other forms of of Mm -hmm. marketing and advertising like messaging what visuals colors resonate with all of our consumers we hadn't really put a lot of thought into digital marketing prior to this pandemic but unfortunately this is definitely something that we're Mm -hmm. looking to move into so testing out which channels um and and all of that resonate and hopefully lead to the most signups that is so awesome. It's really cool that you guys get to take this time to kind of grow in a way that you like weren't thinking of growing before, which I'm sure will just like overall serve to benefit you guys moving forward. So I'm glad you guys are keeping Absolutely. up that momentum. That's awesome. Okay, Raquel, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? I know that's such a loaded question. but <laughs> <laughs> It is so loaded. Um, yeah, no, who knows is what I would mm-hmm. say. Um, kind of going back to the lows and the scary part of all of this is the uncertainty. So it's yeah. really hard to imagine what, what might happen five or 10 years from now. But I would say, hopefully, five years from now, Catch is the go-to shopping platform mm-hmm. for the modern day busy woman. That's kind of what we're going for. We yeah. really want to just make the experience as best as we can because Mm-hmm. I just cannot online shop the normal way anymore. So we're totally. hoping that we can perfect catch and that our users will will kind of see it as, as the go-to platform. 10 years from now is even harder to think <laughs> of because who knows what, honestly, what technologies yeah. might be out there, what the e-commerce landscape might look like. I mean, even five years ago, it was so different. Yeah. Um, so I would I would just say that I hope Catch may even look different because of that, but I hope that we're at the forefront of adapting to these changes and continuing to innovate to create the best shopping experience, whatever that might look like, because it could look very different. No, that's awesome. And I mean, that's so true. The flexibility of it all and the uncertainty is part of the thrill. And it's awesome that you just, you're so accepting of it, you know? Yeah, you definitely have to be, have to be adaptive in this environment. And before we wrap wrap up to takeaways, what advice do you have for somebody who wants to start a business, but maybe feels a little overwhelmed because they're so fresh out of college or, you know, maybe they're still in college? 
Yeah, so I would say biggest advice is a little planning can go a long way, mm -hmm. but you need to balance that planning with action. Totally. Otherwise, you'll be planning forever and you'll never actually do something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's, there's definitely some preparation you can do when you have a business idea in terms of research, feasibility, economics, what competitors are out there. There's obviously some things you should do before you quit your job and decide to start a business. Yeah. But once you have the foundation laid out and you're pretty positive that you have a working viable business model, yeah. action, action trumps all. Um, it's easy to get caught in that research and planning phase and mm -hmm. wait until you feel ready and feel like you are completely yep. solid that you're never going to feel ready <laughs> when it comes to starting a business. So it's better to just jump in, having your little bit of preparation yeah. um, and get started. And, and one of my favorite quotes, I don't know who, who says this, but they say, if you're not embarrassed by your first product or prototype, then you didn't start soon enough, something like that, which is so true. You mm -hmm. absolutely, you need to get something out there and start getting feedback on it. If you yeah. keep perfecting A your prototype, prototype yeah. or whatever it is, it's, you're just never going to get there. So definitely taking action, but with the little bit of preparation that you that you can. I absolutely love that. When you said action trumps all, I was like, wait, I felt that because before starting this podcast, I like fell into the trap of like, okay, I'm going to plan, plan, plan. And then I got to the point where I was like, wait, I really need to start just putting this out there. Otherwise I'll never put it out there. So that is absolutely. so, so true. Like we, you have to be a little fearless in that sense and just put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scary, but you'll be happy that you did it. As totally. soon as you take that leap. To kind of wrap, I wanted to kind of like give you some, like give you this chance to almost like retrospectively give yourself some advice in hopes that it resonates Ooh. to some of our listeners. So give me Great. the one piece of advice you have for college you. Oh, college Raquel. Great <laughs> question. <laughs> I would say, I think this is a good piece of advice. I would say Every person you meet mm -hmm. could be a future customer, investor, oh teammate, that is advisor, such a good point. or anything. So stay connected and build mm -hmm. those relationships sooner rather than later. I hate to say that like networking mm -hmm. is everything, but it really is. You, you never know who, what you might be doing a year from now and how the people you're meeting today could help you with that. So. It's good to stay connected. No, that's such a good piece of advice. Wow. Okay. The one piece of advice Thanks. you'd give to who you were at the beginning of this journey. So I guess just like a year or so ago. Oh, yeah. There's so many things that I wish I could tell myself. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, I would say be proud of what you're doing mm -hmm. and you are good enough to make this a successful business. I feel like I, at the start of this, and even now I still suffer mm -hmm. with imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. which is, you know, you just feel like you're not good enough. Mm 
mm-hmm. and I was, and there was this weird feeling that I had going from the corporate world to the startup world that I thought people weren't going to understand why I decided to quit a comfy job and start a business. So I was scared to tell people for fear that they would judge me. But in, in reality, one, people either didn't care or they thought that I was a badass. So I, I don't that. know why I was so, <laughs> so fearful. And pardon my cursing. I'm so sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why I was so fearful to tell people that I, I wish I was prouder from the beginning with what I was doing because now I'm all, I'm all for it. But a year ago, I was much shyer and way more scared to tell people. Oh my gosh. No, that's like really cool though, to witness that growth and to be that self-aware. So that is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those stories. Of course. Okay. To wrap, what mantra or mindset, if any, do you have right now? Great question. This is super general, but I Mm -hmm. would say having a positive mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that you can think things into existence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So no matter how big or small it is, I try to, when I wake up every day, set my intentions for that day and think of what I want to achieve and what I want to accomplish. Sure, sometimes it doesn't work out, but that's fine. I still think it's important to just keep a positive outlook. Thinking the worst of things is never going to benefit you, in my opinion. So I feel like you should always just be positive and hope for the best. That is so true. And I mean, in starting your own business, I do feel like you, you have to, like, you have to go in hoping and wanting that success and like being positive about it is so important to your own morale. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone else is going to tell you that it's not going to be successful. So you really have to be there. Yeah, you're going to prove everyone wrong because I'm so, no, <laughs> truly, like I'm rooting for you, Nicole, so much. I think this is fabulous thank signing you. up ASAP. I love it. But thank, thank you. you. So yeah, no, thank you for being on this podcast. You are phenomenal. So cool. So accomplished. So fun. And like, honestly, I expect nothing but greatness from Catch. I really think you guys have something amazing. But tell us where our listeners can find you, Instagram, website, LinkedIn. Yeah, so website, we are joincatch.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram and LinkedIn, you can find us. Instagram, we're at joincatch as mm-hmm. well. LinkedIn, I think we're just catch. <laughs> I'll link everything in the show notes as well. So everybody, fear not, Perfect. just click in and you will find them and then one last thing if there's anything you'd like to plug yeah so we would love to offer all of your listeners a promo code to get your first oh, i'm so excited free ah thank you, you can, guys yeah of course you can use code rookie in all caps amazing thank you so so much that is so kind of you guys i am so glad we got to meet and connect and i'm so thankful that you got to impart yours and Nicole's knowledge with all of the rookie gang. So thank you so much for being a guest. You're amazing. Of course. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing with rookies in the real world. And yeah, looking forward to uh, to staying in touch. Of course. Thank you. 
Okay, guys, was she or was she not so freaking cool? I cannot thank Raquel enough for giving us her time and her sister, Nicole, for all of her support in this as well and their PR intern, Betty Jean. You are so lovely. Thank you so much for connecting us. I am so beyond proud and humbled that Catch wanted to be a part of the Rookie Gang so early on. You know, this is only episode six and it's one for the books. I'm so excited to continue this journey with all of you. For real, if there's anybody that you want to hear from, drop me a line, email us at rookiesintherealworld at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram, you know the handle. I don't care if it's your grandma, if it's an Olympian, if it's Michelle Obama, I will slide into her DMs. I don't care. I will do what it takes to get the rookie game, the content you guys want to hear. So please, please, please leave us feedback. It's the best way for me to improve this. And of course, as always, please, if you like this episode, share it on your story or share it with a friend. That is the absolute best way for a normal gal like me to get more people involved in the rookie gang and listening. You don't understand how far such a small gesture as telling a friend will really go in the podcast world. So please, if you like this podcast, give me five stars. And if you didn't like it that much, give me some feedback. I always want to improve. But thank you so much. I will see you guys next week. And don't forget to join Catch, joincatch.com, use code word rookie, all caps, get your first month free. It's going to be amazing. Thanks guys.